Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I hate Odric, the piece of shit fucking thing that Bill plays. But we won't talk about that here. We'll talk about that on the next episode of Stacking Triggers. All right. Uh, I have no response. I don't want to get you in trouble. I know. Uh, We're already at like 15 seconds on this. Too much. Uh, How are you, friend? Uh, I'm alright. A little sleepy. Um, I don't know. I, uh, we were up late last night playing a game, uh, you, me, and Bill, and mm-hmm. then, uh, slept for, like, five hours and then had to go work and, uh, oh. forgot my phone oh. at the store. So. Oh! That's why you sound different. Yeah, I could go get it, but I don't feel like it. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I didn't go to bed till about 2.30. Uh, I woke up at 8, so five and a half hours of sleep, solid, uh, to uh, the dogs, being the dogs, uh, also to find, I don't know the exact brand it is, but uh, it's basically like a, a bag of chocolates that Ashley had, uh, torn up on the, ca- on the couch, and uh, a piece of the the... the fucking bag sticking to one of the dogs so he ate like an entire thing of fucking chocolate and he's like no it definitely wasn't me it was definitely the other one and i went no don't even try this shit so i woke her up fuck so so i woke ashley up i was like so how much chocolate was in that thing and she's like what are you talking about and then i'm like come see i don't Ashley, in her sleep, uh, don't get in the way of, uh, unless, like, there's an emergency, and I feel like a dog eating potentially an entire bag of chocolate is an emergency. Uh, <laughs> so he pretty much ate the whole thing, and he's been fine all day. You know, uh, I yelled at him for a, a solid 20 minutes, because th- this is as close as I'm going to get to being a parent, uh, is yelling at a dog. So uh, I need to take out all of my uh, childhood frustrations of being yelled at by my parents out on uh, a dog that probably doesn't deserve it and is too stupid to know what it's done. Yeah, as you do. Hi, rabbit. Yeah, speaking of uh, making a mess, my rabbit has like a little metal ball thing that it plays with and it just decided to... Start flipping out. Uh, actually, actually, let me go grab that. <laughs> Ew, Mr. Bunny, you can't have it. <sighs> now he's looking at me like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, it's just pets in general. They just go, oh, what the fuck was that shit? Why'd you do that? How dare you do that to me? So, yeah, we, we, have, we have a dog that uh, will eat anything, despite the fact that he gets, like, two cups of food every day. So, you know, a pound of food every day. Uh, and, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is why I would suck as a fucking parent, because I'd be like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I guess I'll just leave you on the side of the street and hope someone takes you? Is, is this what I do? <laughs> Animals are fucking stupid. I know. They're so lovable, but, uh, like, uh, they'll be so pathetic, like, after you yell at them, they'll, like, look at you, ears down, like, tail wagging, be like, I just want to be your friend again. And it's like, no, you ate a whole bag of chocolate, don't fucking start with me. <laughs> Uh, it's fine. They're good boys. Um, let's talk about other things. What's your swill, Dan? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! 
All right, so uh, on everyone's favorite food podcast, uh, Nikolai's Kitchen, uh, he has a Facebook page or Instagram. Can't remember where I saw it, but uh, he was doing like infused vodka. So like he chopped up like uh, jalapenos, and I think he had ginger in his. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. So I I went to the store uh, with my normal grocery shopping routine, uh, bought some jalapenos, chopped them up, threw some uh, lemon uh, peel in there, like lemon rind in there, and uh, let it let it steep with like some vodka for about forty five minutes, and uh, it turned into jalapeno vodka, and uh, holy fuck, this is so good! I should have I should have been doing this all of my life. I don't know, man. That kind of sounds fucking dreadful to me. Oh, no, dude. It's so great. I already love the spicy stuff, and I know you like the spicy stuff. I, yeah, I, I, would, I would try say, it. Yeah. I would say to try it, but I don't want you to do it yourself, because that would just be a waste if you hated it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember telling Nick, like, hey, uh, make cold brew coffee when I come up there for, for five stream, because... I like cold brew coffee, and you seem to hate it, so make it yourself, see if you actually hate it, and then move on from there. And the motherfucker didn't listen to me. So, uh, a similar concept. Uh, Make it if you have somebody around who would like it, and then pawn it off on them if you don't like it. Hmm. Okay. I got uh, a bottle of Jim Beam Devil's Cut. uh, Okay. Which... I don't know how much you know about the bourbon distillation process, uh, but basically whenever you age it in an oak barrel, um, a certain amount of it will evaporate away Mm -hmm. as it's aging in the barrel. uh, And they call that the angel's cut because it, you know, literally ascends into the air. Uh, And then... A certain portion of it will soak into the wood of the barrel, and they call that the Devil's Cut. Uh, so the Devil's Cut bourbon, um, they like created a process to extract that from the barrel. Um, so it's kind of fucked up, you know. They're stealing it from the devil, but that's <laughs> fine because now I get to drink it, uh, and I used it to make an old fashioned, and it's very good. Fuck you, devil. Yeah, fuck you, Satan. Come get it, bitch. <laughs> That's that's really funny. That's interesting. I would love to see that process. Yeah, I have no idea how they do it. Uh, it's probably a closely guarded trade secret. So you know, uh, particle particle gun on the wrist, snake holster on the leg, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. How come he didn't turn into a snake? Uh, man. Remember when that was, uh, they got, who, it was, uh, it's Keith David, and I can never remember Red Foreman's name, but it's Red Foreman. Kurtwood Smith, that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, who has the, my favorite line in all of cinema, bitches leave. <laughs> all right, well, uh, we have some, some, I guess, morning announcements, morning announcements is like the best thing I, comparison I have to this. Troy and Abbott in the morning. Perfect. Yeah, because you're watching Community. Uh, so, five stream for The Cure, coming up. Uh, our segment will be on May 21st. Uh, that's a Friday, and that's at 3 p.m. Uh, that's Eastern Time. What time that is for you? Uh, use the World Clock app to find out. I'm not doing it for you. I don't care. Uh, we are doing a cautionary tale of Netflix, as we've done for the last five years. Uh, this year, we are doing uh, the, the Turkish... Fi- uh, 500 uh 500 days of summer that'd be interesting no it is the the turkish 50 shades of gray movie 365 days oh christ yeah that, that's the general premise that i've heard from this so it's actually nice that i haven't seen a single 50 shades of gray movie uh meanwhile there's gonna be you who has seen all of them nick who has seen all of them potentially gerald who has seen all of them and me just being like i can't believe horny women get off to this but okay <laughs> also uh for five stream every, well every live stream for the cure uh, for the past couple of years uh, i have done a bastardization of our logo with the the live streams uh colors i have done that again this year uh, and this time it is up for sale in our merch store which will be in the show notes or you can go to our website and click the merch tab and then you'll find it uh all proceeds from that shirt will go towards our donation 
towards live stream for the cure, which will also include our Patreon com uh, contribution for uh, May. So if you're a patron of our show, your money for May is going directly to live stream for the cure, uh, which helps fund immunotherapy research uh, in order to find a cure for cancer. Because fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. I hope everybody uh, comes and watches the whole thing and gives all of their money. Yeah. Uh, and if you can't make it for some reason, uh, that will pretty much be our podcast episode for that week. We'll probably do a, a quick little news thing and then move on to uh, the entire live stream for the Cure segment. So uh, there, there is that. So just be aware uh, that unless for some reason I can get us Army of the Dead early, we're not doing Army of the Dead that week. <laughs> Uh, next up, Stacking Triggers. It's our Magic the Gathering podcast, which I briefly mentioned. Uh, that is the safe space where we talk about all of our Magic the Gathering talk. Uh, this week, uh, it was before the before times, before I despised Bill with the hatred of a thousand sons. And uh, we talked about uh, all the Strixhaven that I'm going to fucking open and other such things and deck techs and blah 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 uh it's it's three guys talking about uh, luxury cardboard rectangles so you know you want to listen i just purchased some cardboard rectangles earlier oh yeah yeah i'm uh i'm trying to unproxy my commander decks uh, okay at least of the the cards that are like less than ten dollars i was mm. like i can just buy all of these uh ashley like skip ahead like a minute. Uh so you told me to check out In Garrick's Wake uh for mm -hmm. my Golgari deck and it turns out that uh I had it the whole time. It was oh, in, it's in there. It was no, not in the Golgari deck, but it was in the um I got the uh what the fuck is it? Ri uh Rise of Zendikar uh Commander decks too and it was in there. Oh, okay, cool. So I just completely deconstructed those two, and we're just like, all right, uh, I'm just gonna piecemeal shit from this into other decks. Oh shit, Travis Barker's trending. Oh no. Did oh. he die? No, 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 thank god. I, I worry every day that Travis Barker is gonna die, because, uh, infamously, uh, he got in a, a plane crash, like, it was like a, like a, a, a per, like, not a private jet, but like, one of those, like, small planes like him and like dj am were in it uh dj am everyone will know from iron man 2 uh he's in that sequence where uh tony and uh uh Rhodey fight uh that's that when when tony says hey, adam play play a song and then he he does it that's dj am uh that's how everyone knows him uh he died in the plane crash travis barker did not travis barker was covered in like 70 percent burns and then that was the inciting inf incident to, uh, for like Blink 182 to reunite. So, uh, from 2003 to like 2011, they weren't fucking talk or 2010, they weren't talking. And then Travis Barker got in the plane crash and like, fuck our stupid feud. Uh, let's go release an album. And then Tom DeLong went crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, I remember when that happened. That was, uh, that was a fucking time, man. Yeah. Did Tom DeLonge ever go to live with the aliens? No. I So, I listened to his Rogan podcast, which is, like, one of the few Rogan podcasts I listen to, because, like, I don't, I don't find his shit that interesting. But, like, basically, he started a production company in conjunction with the United States Defense Department or something, something governmentally related. I'm not even kidding when, he, when I say this. Uh, he, this is what he actually claims, uh, disclaimer at the bottom of the South Park stream, uh, this is what Tom DeLong actually believes. Uh, he, <laughs> anyone who gets that reference to South Park, good for you. Uh, he, he has a, a joint, I guess technically a joint venture with like the defense department that will slowly release content, uh, in terms of like shows and movies that will help us as a society, come to accept the fact that aliens are among us and have visited us. Like, uh, I think last summer, during the pandemic, like, when it was, at, like, in its big throes, uh, the Navy, like, declassified a bunch of UFO shit, and people went onto Twitter, like, specifically apologizing to Tom DeLonge, being like, I'm sorry I called you crazy. 
It was a man. I could do a fucking term paper on Blink-182 and all the shit they get into if I wanted to. I won't do it because fuck writing, but I could do it. Okay. All those tangents to say, uh, our final uh, plug is for uh, the hashtag reviews for good on Podchaser. Uh, Gerald has done some good stuff. Chris Yaney has done some good stuff. So uh, make sure you review our podcast. First and foremost, review episodes. Uh, and like I said, in the first episode, we'll be matching every single review uh, that comes from our podcast uh, in terms of donations. So I think we're at like, uh, I think it's about 15 right now. So that's 25% per review. So that's, uh, fuck. Oh, $3.75. So like, it's nothing. Come on. We can do better. I believe in all of you. Just go to podchaser.com slash Netflix on Swill. I think that's what it is. Or check out the Podchaser link uh, below the tweet that I used to announce this episode to review our podcast on there. Come on, just do it. Why did you listen to the podcast if you weren't going to review it? Eh. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just Adam Sandler trying not to laugh my ass off. Let me sleep in your bed. <laughs> it's It's hilarious because... If you watch Sandler in that entire thing, he he adopted like the stupid like closed mouth grin for for his mm-hmm. character because oh, yeah. I feel like he knew that he would have to use that face the entire time in order for God. him to not break while listening to Chris Farley do his thing. <laughs> Chris Farley is so fucking funny in that. Oh my god. It's not it's not even him being Chris Farley. It's also him being like the old man with the the horribly horribly horrible fake wig and the sweater the sweater. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, let's do some news. Oh shit! It's mail time. Uh, a Gundam movie is really finally happening. Uh, the project is being helmed by director John Vogt Roberts of Kong Skull Island fame uh, and screenwriter Brian K. Vaughn uh, from Lost. No details regarding release date or plot are known as of this time. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for big robots with laser swords? I mean, yes. Uh, I, I already know for a fact that this is going to be like baseline hey it's giant robots fighting giant robots like and nothing else like they're they're not gonna get any of like the political shit in there i've already accepted that i don't care i've been waiting for this since pacific rim first came out uh, and now i'm getting it do you have a favorite gundam series it's 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 g gundam which like i think is probably its most accessible version because, like the the whole general premise of it is that like there's a every four years like there's a Gundam tournament and the winning country uh, is therefore the the ruling country of uh, the I don't remember what it's called but like basically like they sent up a bunch of people to to colonies and like there so like there's Neo Japan Neo USA Neo Bolivia. And other such things. They all send a Gundam pilot to fight for them, and uh, it's it's interesting, and it has like a you know a whole like oh, there's something greater than the games going on uh, subplot to it because there's always that in anime. So that's the one I'm partial to. But the voice acting is fucking atrocious. <laughs> uh, what about you? I don't know. I I've never. Uh was that knowledgeable about Gundam or watched it that much, but I remember thinking that Gundam Wing was really good. Let's contrast that with what Bill says. It's like, why is this so angsty? To- I don't know. Like I said, I never got super into it, but I remember that it was on Toonami. Yeah, that's pretty much where I have all of my anime knowledge from, is from Toonami. So, so thanks, Cartoon Network. Uh, Bill, the reason Gundam Wing is so angsty is because they're all 15-year-old kids fighting to uh, free their colonies from tyranny. Uh, and therefore, they're going through normal 15-year-old shit as well as having the weight of an entire colony placed upon their shoulders. You know, what Evangelion tried to do. Yep. <laughs> I know. I 
I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize now for bringing it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, our next piece of news is that Castlevania season four will premiere on May thirteenth and will be the final season of the show. But fret not, as a new series is being created on Netflix that will focus on new characters within the same universe. So, uh, Caleb, yeah. what do you think? This is fine. Uh, it seems like they're wrapping up the Trevor Belmont story, and they're going to move on to one of the other protagonists. Yeah. I don't know who comes chronologically next after Trevor, but... Uh, I don't know. They might even go back and hit Simon, because, like... I don't know. I I just think that would be neat. Yeah. Yeah, I do wonder if and when they're going to cover, like, Symphony of the Night, that kind of stuff, like the Richter stuff. So, uh, I I initially had a panic attack, because I'm like, wait, they're fucking ending the series, and it's like, oh, no, 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 they're just creating a new one with new characters. It's like, oh, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Then. So it won't be called Castlevania, it'll be called Castlevania Dracula Awakened, or something. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Just so long as, like, it's the same creative team, the same animation style, I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm optimistic. I think uh, that franchise can stick around for a good long while, so. Yeah. Thanks for licensing it out, Konami. The one thing you've done recently that's actually good. All right, uh, our final news piece is uh, a wrap-up. Bridgerton has been renewed for a third and fourth season, so uh, it pretty much got immediately renewed for a second season, uh, like, after it released, and now it's being renewed for a third and fourth season, so uh, there's that. Uh, Godzilla Singular Point, a new Godzilla anime series, is coming in June, and uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness is coming in July, so uh, more anime on the horizon for Netflix. I wonder if this uh, Godzilla project will be able to uh, entice and excite me uh, and then wholly disappoint me by the end of it. <laughs> so so just a standard Godzilla project. <laughs> yes. Actually, have you watched Shin Godzilla? I was just going to say I really want to. I um, I just haven't found it anywhere since it came out. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, Shin Godzilla is basically like, it focuses not at all on Godzilla. It's just like, hey, Godzilla's doing its thing. And then it like just covers the bureaucracy behind like figuring out what to do versus Godzilla, which sounds mm -hmm. very fascinating to me, despite the fact that I love monster porn. I mean, that's basically just how people handle natural disasters. It's like, hey, who can we you know, contract out to do this to line our own pockets mm -hmm. rather than like, hey, let's mobilize immediately so we can save lives. I, I, I'm i just fascinated by that whole concept. So uh, I want to find Shin Godzilla. I think it's to, I think you can rent it, but I think it's like way too much money. I just want to buy the Blu-ray. Mm, okay. Oh, it's on Voodoo for $3.99. Oh, look at that. Oh, the uh, Barnes & Noble has it uh, on Blu-ray for $15. All right. Uh, and, and after some Godzilla talk, that'll move us into Downstream, where we talk about some things that are coming to Netflix that you may or may not care about. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! All right. Our first trailer is for Pet Stars. Follow talent management agency Pets on Q as they work on the biggest animal influencers on social media in this reality series. Do you know famous pets? This is about them. Have you ever heard of Doug the Pug? This is where he comes from. Uh... Um, this is highly symptomatic of how uh lost our society is and we just need to burn it all down yep. and start from cavemen i agree except for give me internet only nobody else can have it 
All right, next up is Army of the Dead in select theaters uh, in May and on Netflix May 21st from filmmaker Zack Snyder. Uh, You might know him from 300, Watchmen, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Army of the Dead takes place following a zombie outbreak that has left Las Vegas in ruins and walled off from the rest of the world. When Scott Ward, who is played by Dave Batista, a former zombie war hero who's now flipping burgers on the outskirts of town, uh, of the town he calls home, uh, is approached by casino boss Bly Tanaka. Uh, it's with the ultimate proposition, break into the zombie-infested quarantine zone to retrieve $200 million sitting in a vault bet- beneath the strip before the city is nuked by the government in 32 hours. With little less to lose, Ward takes on the challenge, assembling a ragtag team of experts for the heist. With a ticking clock, a notoriously impenetrable vault, and a smarter, faster horde of alpha zombies closing in, only one thing's for certain in the greatest heist ever attempted. Survivors take all. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, that's that's synopsis? Surprisingly not terrible. Surprisingly good and thorough and, like, actually relevant to what the fuck I watched in the trailer. Yeah. Also, the fact that it's thorough, but also gives away nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and even, like, the trailer, because I watched the whole thing. It's a three-minute trailer, which is nonsense that it that even exists. But I was still entertained by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I had no interest in this. Then I watched the trailer, and now uh, I want to watch it when it comes out. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, I'm going to have to plead to Netflix, like, hey, we're doing a charity event that weekend. Can 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 we get early screeners so we can do something with it? No? Okay, thanks. Fuck you, too. <laughs> uh, f- fun fact about this movie, which may or may not uh, ruin you during your viewing of it, but uh, Tig Notaro uh, is entirely CGI'd into this movie. And the reason for that is because Tignataro's role was taken by Chris D'Elia, who we all know is a pedophile. Yuck. So uh, that was so Chris D'Elia did all of this stuff before we found that out. Then we found that out. So Zack Snyder had to CGI in Tignataro instead. Okay. Like I said, not sure if it's going to ruin your your experience. I don't even know how much of Tignataro is going to be in the movie because like. I think there was one shot of Tignataro, which I have to say her whole name. Uh, but so there, there's that. There it is. There. All right. Up next, we've got the Headspace Guide to Sleep. Sleeping isn't easy. We got you. Headspace Guide to Sleep offers new facts and tips about sleep, backed by science. We'll answer questions like, is looking at your phone really that bad? Uh, Do you really need eight full hours of sleep? And can pills help? With mindfulness and meditation, this series gives you the tools that you need to get a good night's sleep and wake up ready to take on the day. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. I hope it fucking works because I've uh, had really bad insomnia since I was 11 years old and will probably die at 45 because of it. Yikers. Uh... My my joke is money in the bank sleeping ain't easy. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a bad sleeping household uh, here at, at my place as well. So uh, I can tell you right now, we'll definitely be checking this out and seeing if we can change any sleep habits in order to attain better sleep. Well, best of luck. I appreciate it. Uh, I think that, I think Headspace is an actual company, or like a brand of some kind, so, uh, it it, it seems like Netflix is doing more of this stuff where it's like, hey, we're letting people who have brands and companies that have brands onto our platform, like, Goop, led the way. What a trailblazer! (laughs) Yeah, Headspace is an app, so, it's like, uh... A guided meditation app, so... Oh, no wonder I haven't heard of it. I I can't be bothered to meditate at all. (sighs) I don't know. Maybe next we'll get a a travel show sponsored by Babbel. I hope the show isn't just a big 
advertisement for Headspace. Check out our app. Check out our app. Check out our app. It's like, oh, fuck. It's just subliminal messages throughout it. Meditate. Are you meditating yet? (laughs) (laughs) Man. Back in the day where Family Guy had good jokes. Uh, Our final trailer is for Dance of the 41. A, a, A movie? I think I don't care. Uh, a secretly gay congressman the me- marries the Mexican president's daughter, but is then found cavorting with a young man at a private party, and then scandal hits. Based on a true story, Dance of the Forty One arrives on May twelfth, only on Netflix. Uh, so we have this, and then we have Castlevania the same weekend. Uh, one hits on my sister's birthday, who is my least favorite sibling, and one hits on May 13th, <laughs> which is my brother's birthday, who is my favorite sibling. I wonder which one we're going to be watching. Yeah, we probably are that shallow. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's not that I don't think this looks good, it's just that, like, I don't really want to watch it. Yeah? Uh, just, I don't know, like, the trailer just didn't really do it for me. That's, that's all. Yeah, like, the what, there, there's supposed to be, like, this whole political intrigue thing, but in reality, it's just like, hey, look at, like, these men being sexually attracted to each other, which is fine, but it's also like, hey, there's this whole other aspect that's potentially interesting that it seems like you're going to ignore this whole time. Yeah, I don't know, I th- I feel like since this is based on a true story, like, I would probably rather just consume this in documentary form. Sure. So. So, uh, if my siblings are for some reason listening to this, yes, Brian, you're my favorite, because Amanda's a bitch. Fuck you, Amanda. I'm not even fucking kidding. She's still mad at me for the fucking Christmas card fiasco. (laughs) Well... It was a really funny picture. It's a really funny picture. (laughs) That's what I've been saying for three Uh, years now. She looked like the fucking ghost of Christmas past. (laughs) She looked like the miserable ghost of Christmas past. Like, good God. Uh, I've never seen someone more unhappy in a photograph ever. The ghost of bitch miss past. (laughs) (laughs) I won't share it for uh, sake of my sister, but those of you who have, those of you who are my friends and have seen it, you understand that photo and why I had to share it because it is just top fucking tier. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like she just like covered herself in chalk dust and just has like resting bitch face. It. <laughs> She looks she looks miserable, but like it looks like it was photographed like she looks like she was photographed from Bill's webcam, which is what which like the white balance is like way off. <laughs> uh, shit, I can't stop laughing about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, my brother hasn't done anything negative to me in like five years, so he he's he's the favorite right now. <laughs> uh, and then I'll move us into uh, Quick Hits I forgot where the fuck we were Even in the show uh, Where we talk about things we watched this week That aren't the things we were assigned this week <laughs> So Caleb I'll throw it over to you first What do you have? Uh, I'm still watching Community. I want to talk about the episode Remedial Chaos Theory. Um, So this is the one where Troy and Abed uh, move into a new place and they invite everybody over for a housewarming party. Uh, So Abed shows off his Raiders of the Lost Ark boulder trap diorama uh, and the group starts playing Yahtzee. Uh, And then the doorbell rings... Uh, and it's the pizza guy, and they're deciding who's going to go do it. Uh, so Jeff rolls a die to determine uh, which of them has to go and get the pizza. Um, so Abed says, just so you know, like you're creating six different parallel universes by doing this. Um, so 
like throughout the episode, it'll jump back to like that point, and like he'll roll the die again, and it'll come up with a different result, mm-hmm. and then it shows what happened if like a different person went to get the pizza. Uh, so the first one is Annie, uh, Alison Bree's character. She has to go get it. Uh, so Pierce, Chevy Chase's character, um, starts going on about how he had sex with Eartha Kitt on an airplane. Uh, in like every timeline, uh, Britta starts playing the song Roxanne by the police. Uh, <laughs> and like when she starts singing, like Jeff yells at her and makes her stop. Uh, as Annie's going down to get the pizza, Troy finds a gun in Annie's bag. Um, Pierce tries to give Troy a housewarming present, which is, uh, this creepy ass troll doll that like Troy hated when he was living with Pierce. Um, and like, I forget why, but Pierce is mad at Troy. So like, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, fuck with your new house by putting this awful thing in it. So like a troll, like the, the the marketing thing troll with like the stupid hair uh it's kind of similar but it's like a like a norwegian fucking like voodoo doll looking crazy thing like it's it's really creepy um and then like in each version like uh jeff goes to stand up and hits his head on the ceiling fan and hurts his head um so like Annie comes back and says the pizza guy's a creep, uh, and then, like, they rewind and, you know, things start playing out different. Uh, so Jeff rolls a different number, uh, so they send Shirley down, uh, because, like, Shirley is making, like, these little mini pies that, like, you know, they had already ordered pizza, and they're like, yeah, you don't have to, but, like, I guess she's just obsessed with baking and the group's going on about how she has a baking problem because uh, she had to make like these little pizza pies. But like Troy and Abed didn't have all the ingredients, so she made like bread with ketchup and cream cheese on top. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they make Shirley go down and get the pizza. Uh Like this is the first one. Uh Troy opens the gift from Pierce, which is the Norwegian troll that scares the shit out of him. Um, and then, like, Abed's still playing with the diorama in this one, and, like, uh, the boulder rolls down. Uh, and Britta is smoking marijuana in the bathroom, and Annie is checking Jeff's head injury, as like, from when he stood up and hit his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Shirley gets the pizza... Uh, the group forgets to get her pies out of the oven, uh, so she's all mad at them and uh, leaves. Uh, and then Pierce leaves. Uh, like Troy starts talking to Britta about like Jeff making him feel immature and stuff. Uh, and then like they go through, you know, each person getting the pizza. So like. Um, like when Britta leaves, uh, Pierce is tormenting Troy with the doll. Uh, Britta comes back and she says, like, she's getting married to the pizza guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it's, it's just really weird. Like each one's just a little bit different. Uh, but then, uh, they do like another one and Troy's number comes up and this becomes the darkest timeline <laughs> as they call it on the show. Sure. Um, so in the darkest timeline, uh, Troy goes to leave and he says, you know, I'm just going to do it as quick as I can because I don't want to miss anything. Uh, so the boulder from the Indiana Jones diorama uh, rolls off onto the floor and Annie goes to uh, get up to, like, help Jeff with, like, his injured head. Uh, and she steps on the ball and, like, falls down. Uh and flips the table over. So the gun that was in her purse, like her purse flies up, uh, and the gun <laughs> fucking lands and goes off and shoots Pierce through the leg. No. Um, which like the gunshot startles Britta, who drops her joint and it starts a fire in the apartment. Uh, and 
<laughs> like this is where the gif comes from of Troy walking through the door and seeing the chaos and like just holding pizza and his eyes go wide because like Jeff's trying to put out the uh, fire with like a tablecloth by like beating it mm. and the tablecloth catches on fire so he's just whipping it around uh, and like everybody's trying to tend to Pierce as he's like bleeding out on the floor um, it's amazing uh then they do uh they do one where Abed leaves, Shirley finds out that Britta's smoking marijuana and like gets really mad about it. Uh Troy yells at Pierce for doing this, like for giving him this creepy doll. Mm-hmm. Uh Jeff and Annie end up kissing and then fighting. Um it's like everybody is super unhappy except for Abed. Uh, so then they do the seventh timeline because like Jeff rolled a six sided die, uh, and said like, you know, starting from my left, we'll like your numbered one through six. And like when your number comes up, you go get the pizza. Uh, so of course there's seven of them. So they do, uh, the seventh timeline, uh, Abed catches the die in the air and says, you know, like. Uh, you you game the system so you never had to go get the pizza. So the group uh makes him go get it. Uh, so this is the only one where like Roxanne starts playing and they actually get to sing it because Jeff isn't there to stop them. Uh, so like Jeff comes back with the pizza and everybody's just dancing and singing to Roxanne, and everything's fine because yeah. because Jeff is a toxic human being. Yep. Uh, but like. This episode has the best, like, end tag, because, like, they always do, like, a goofy little thing that's kind of tangentially related to the plot at the end of the show. Uh, So they jump back to the darkest timeline. Uh, Shirley is an alcoholic. Uh, Pierce is dead. Uh, Annie was sent to a mental health ward. Uh, Jeff lost an arm during the fire. Uh, Troy uh, tried to eat the troll. Because, like, he thought that was the the way to deal with this creepy thing. Uh, so he lost his larynx and, like, has a voice box thing on. Um, and then the only thing with Britta is she put, like, a blue streak in her hair. It's like everybody's complaining and she's like, yeah, I've changed so much. And Jeff's like, all you did is put a blue streak in your hair. I lost my arm. So, like... um. Abed's like, you know, this is this is the darkest timeline, like this is the evil timeline. So like I say we all lean into it. Uh so he pulls out these like little felt goatees that he made for everybody else. <laughs> so they can wear goatees because they're the evil versions. Uh and they're gonna try to um jump into the main timeline and take over their their uh more happy selves lives. <laughs> uh it's amazing. This is probably my favorite episode. Yeah. It uh man, what a what a show this is. Uh Yeah, just the pr- the premise of it is so strong. I'm so pleased. Remember when Dan Harmon used to write uh smart things that people didn't freak out for and were like this is yeah. the smartest show on television. And then he wrote, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub, I'm a pickle, I'm a pickle, give me the McNugget sauce. Re. Let's be fair, that's probably Justin Roiland. Uh, well, I watched Bad Trip, the, the Eric Andre, uh, Lil Rel Howry, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Jackass style, actually, it's more Bad Grandpa style movie, where, uh, they have, uh, you know, I guess like shock factor, practical stunts, jokes, things in a set through a very thin, loose, who cares narrative. So the general gist is this. Eric Andre and Lil Rel Howery uh, are are going to New York because that's where uh, Eric Andre's crush is having an art gallery. They're driving there from Florida and they steal Tiffany Haddish's car to do so. They think it's going to be fine because Tiffany Haddish is in prison. However, she escapes from prison and is chasing them through the entire movie. So, uh, that's it. That's the plot. Uh, The standard plot things happen. Uh, And I will only highlight one thing that actually happens because I want to, like, 
I enjoyed my time for this because like it's stupid and like ridiculous and it's it's basically like the Eric Andre show but in a movie which is fine I'm fine with that I knew that going in like the narrative doesn't fucking matter at all it's just like a way to get you to the next like stupid thing that fucking happens but uh we have our our second uh, end of second act beginning of third act thing uh where the two friends fall out so like Eric Andre and Laurel uh, are having a, a fight, and we have the realest good man ever, because like they get, they're getting in a fight in in the middle of public because that's the show, or that's the movie, and they uh like some guy is just like, look, you guys need to stop fighting, don't fight, like you gotta sit down and talk this out, and he's like really trying to get him through this, and like. It, it it brought me back being like, man, everyone isn't fucking terrible. I kind of love this. Like it reminded me of um in Borat's subsequent movie film, like the the babysitter, whenever she's having that heart to heart with uh, Maria Bakalova, and it's like really sweet and honest. And like this guy, not to that level, but but it reminded me of that. So uh, it, it's not all like stupid shit and like ridiculous stuff, but you know. There is that. Like, uh, Eric Andre's ass is a main character. <laughs> so, you know, uh, if you thought for some reason, and apparently I forgot that we even said this, but, uh, Katie from, uh, for your reference mentioned that, like, we, we thought immediately that Eric Andre was going to get naked. Uh, the answer is yes. Yes, he does. Uh, so we called it. We, we're, we're very smart people. Hooray. So, look, I'm not going to say it's, like, the best movie ever, but I enjoyed my time. I've almost completely forgotten about the movie. Uh, by, by this time next week, I'll be like, what the fuck is Bad Trip? And then someone will recite the plot and be like, oh, yeah, that movie with those things that happened in it. And I'm, we'll reminisce about it for about five seconds, and then we'll move on with our lives. Because that's exactly what the movie is supposed to be. So... Uh, check it out if you want, like, 90 minutes of just stupid escapism shit. Alright, maybe I will. Alright, that's it. Uh, that's all I watched, so so now you can do your thing. Alright, well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about our main review topic, The Way of the House Husband. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual live stream for The Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the live stream for The Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb. It's time to get into our main review topic for the week, The Way of the House Husband. 
The Way of the House Husband is an animation action comedy series that is new on Netflix. Uh, It is a 7.3 out of 10. A retired gangster spends his time as a household, uh, as a house husband carrying out home chores. Uh, Dan, what do you think of The Way of the House Husband? Look, I like it. It's very funny. Uh, it's all improvised. It's very funny. Uh, <laughs> but like, so I think it's big detraction for me is the am- animation, especially in the first episode, is super simple. Like, it's basically like they barely animated like actual pieces from the manga that this was based on, and we're like, eh, hey, it's it's an anime series now. Look at it. We voiced it and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, I don't really know how much I'll be able to talk about this because, like, it, I, I like it. It's just that it's the same gag over and over. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's paranoid that like his old yakuza, like people are gonna come and kill him, or like. Uh, he's, everybody's, like, scared of him because he's an intimidating-looking guy, but, like, all he really wants to do is, like, make some dope-ass cookies and give them to you. Yeah. So, uh, rinse and repeat yeah. ad nauseum. So, fun fact about this, this show is that the guy, I never realized we were gonna have a uh, crossover with B-Stars, but uh, the guy who voices Legoshi is also the guy who voices uh, our our former Yakuza guy, the Immortal Dragon. Oh, cool. Uh, I was like, why does this guy sound familiar? And then I looked it up on IMDb and I'm like, oh, it's the same guy, Jonah Scott. Um, that is a fun fact. I hate I hate to do this, but Ashley is 100% right. It feels like an SNL skit that they're just doing in perpetuity and made it into a series. Yeah, that's correct. And, and it's not that I don't think my girlfriend's opinions are any good. It's just like I hate giving her credit for anything. <laughs> Jeez. OK, but, but she also listens to the show, so I can't pass her own thoughts as my own. Uh, so I, I, I don't know how much more there is to say about this, yeah. uh, I um, guess other than what is your favorite one? The, the, yeah, this may be our shortest review. Um, I don't know. I really like, like he gets the, the Roomba and it's like cleaning up the house, but then like it fucking tries to kill him and like, like he ends up tripping over it or whatever Mm. and then like a bottle of wine falls so he's just like covered in this red liquid and then like people hear this commotion and come in and he's just like laying on the floor covered in what appears to be blood right Uh, and it's like what the fuck's happening but (laughs) but like it's it's just those kind of gags over and over and over um yeah. So yeah, and and like the whole thing is an hour and fifteen minutes, and like it just kind of rinses and repeat those gags for that runtime. Yeah, uh, like, it's five episodes. They're each about fifteen, sixteen minutes. So yeah, and they're all like uh, five or six like mini episodes. So like they're really quick. Like you can pause in between each yeah. one if you feel like you have to do something uh, that you couldn't put off for an hour and fifteen minutes. Yep. Get in. Get out. Get fucked. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite because they're all the same. But like, it, it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't. That doesn't mean I don't like this show. Like, I, I enjoyed my time with it. It's just like one of those shows. It's like I threw this on. It's a fun little background show that I can laugh at. Like, I laugh pretty hard at at, at some of these because like they're really well written. Uh, but other times it's like, eh, I'm not feeling this too much. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm knocking the show at all by saying I don't have very much at all to say about it. It's just that, like, it literally is that brief and just, like, kind of is the same joke for an hour. So, like, I I just literally don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, um, 
the first season of Castlevania where that was like four episodes, but like things like us, there was a story that was progressing, like things were happening in, in this. Like you said, it's just, hey, uh, man who is who, who is like former Yakuza treats his uh, home life like he's still part of the Yakuza. Like, look how funny this is. And it is funny, but like it, it is just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, what would you rate this? Three and a half. I thought it was good. But yeah, I'm also going to say three and a half. Yeah. It's it's a solid thing that, you know, you, you spend a few like, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. You could watch it at half speed and you can you could spend it uh, three hours on it. I don't care. Do whatever you want. All right. Um, doesn't really make sense to do uh, another segment break after six minutes. So, uh, why don't we just roll straight into our uh, what would typically be our third segment? That makes sense to me. Uh, we watched a movie. <laughs> if you want to call it that, sure. <laughs> uh, we watched Pokemon: The Power of Us. Or, sorry, Pokemon the movie, colon, The Power of Us. Get, uh, get this that is colon a in there point, for Paul. Yeah. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. This is an animation action adventure. Uh, since it's April, I foisted this on you. Uh, I've talked about Pokemon movies on here before. Yep. Uh, they're typically very bad. Dan, did you think that this one was very bad? I was more interested in uh, fixing my Golgari tribal, uh, uh, my Golgari elf tribal deck than really what was happening. So I played it at 1.5 speed. And I can tell you right now, at 1.5 speed, movie ain't half bad. It's okay. It's, uh, it's probably one of the better of the Pokemon movies that I've seen. Um, Ash meets five residents uh, who come together to save the day when a series of threats endanger the annual wind festival and the entire population of their home, Fula City. Mm -hmm. uh, so, of course, we have Ash and Pikachu. Um, there is a new character, Risa, uh, who is a girl with some highlights in her hair. Yep. Um, Torin, who is a scientist. Um, Margot, who is like the daughter of the mayor, uh, and then Callahan, who is like, um, the town idiot <laughs> or like the town drunk or something. I, I don't know. He's yeah. trying to impress his niece. And, uh, so he just like lies about shit, um, and like talks himself up, but, uh, he ends up actually kind of saving the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this city, like the, like they have wind turbines and stuff all over the place. Cause like, uh, way back in their history, uh, the town was saved by the legendary Pokemon Lugia, uh, who like caused a wind to like <laughs> blow out a fire and save the town. Uh, so they have like an eternal flame that like is always burning at town and like the wind always blows towards it uh because lugia provides endless wind which like uh allows them to generate electricity and mm -hmm. like every year they do this festival to give thanks and to uh ask lugia to provide the wind for another year um but like secretly this is the zereora uh legendary pokemon movie cuz like each Mythical Pokemon has to get their own movie, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And uh, so this one is for Zeraora, which is not to be confused with Zorua or <laughs> Zorork or Xerneas or Zekrom. You know, yeah. Or 7,000 other Pokemon whose names sound the fucking same. <laughs> I don't know. Is it racist for me to say that? Uh, it's not species. all Pokemon look alike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, like, I, I don't find this movie as offensively bad as, like, some of the... What was the, Did you make me watch the fucking Victini one? Is that the one you made me watch? We watched another I one. Like so, yeah. You We've definitely watched that one. You've watched a bunch, but, like, you made me watch one, and I fucking hated you for it. 
this one I don't find is offensively bad. Like it, it's going for a theme here. Like, and the overall theme, which is extremely surface level, is it like, hey, don't tackle your problems alone. Like, sometimes, like, you, you sometimes need others in order yeah. to fix your problems, which, like, cool yeah. message, if, nice. If you can't do it alone, uh, you can do it with a Pokemon pal by your side, because they give you Pokemon power. <sighs> I cringed every time I heard that phrase, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> overall decent message i don't I, I don't hate it from that so whatever yeah thought it was fine yeah it, it it's it, it whatever uh overall like there's not much ash in it like ash is maybe in like 20 minutes of a 90 minute movie and he is yeah. like the main character of the entire franchise yeah, I don't know. I thought that was fine. Yeah. It's just weird, I guess. Because, like, normally when I, I think of Pokemon uh... movies, I think Ash Ketchum and Pikachu. Yeah. I I don't care a lot about the Pokemon anime, but, like, I I don't know. I think that Ash is kind of the worst. <laughs> but he was so good in Orange Islands. <laughs> I guess so. I'm really, I'm merely pointing out the fact that he actually won a league championship. I was like, oh, look, Ash actually did something. <laughs> Fucking loser. Did he actually win the champion? I thought the first championship he won was in the X and Y or Alola League or whatever. So, like, it's considered to be, like, a supplemental championship. Like, he, he beat the uh, Battle Frontier, but that wasn't recognized as a championship. But yes, Alola is his first recognized, like, full league championship. Okay. Well, now we know for the, the Pokemon lore masters out there. How, how am know, I man. in sex? I don't know. <laughs> um, this, this movie is like, it's what you expect it to be. It's like flashing colors. Uh, it's like happy noises. It's familiar characters. Uh, and like everybody learns an important lesson about friendship. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, hey, hey, Pokemon are there to be your friends. And it's like, all right, well, you can use pe substitute people for Pokemon, and that's that's how you go about your life, is re be friends with people, and life will be easier. And you'll get shit done. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this bad boy? <sighs> Look, I, I, I watched it at 1.5 speed, as God intended. So it, it's fine. It's like a two and a half, three. I don't care. It, no one else is going to watch this. Let's be clear. Yeah. Two and a half seems fine. Uh, it's it's inoffensive. Yeah. Like, I don't... I was completely ambivalent to the whole fucking thing. I, I think the overall message is nice. It's just like, this movie went on for 90 minutes. Like, why? <laughs> All right. Shortest review section ever. Uh, On DP. Dan, I... Haven't picked something for next week's Anime April. Uh, do you have any ideas? I have two ideas. One for both a third segment and one for a mean review topic. Uh-huh. So, uh, my idea for the main review topic is High Rise Invasion. This recently just came to Netflix, and I will read the Netflix synopsis for it. High schooler Yuri finds herself atop a, a skyscraper in a strange world where she must survive against masked assailants bent on killing their prey. I like it. It is 12 episodes. They're about 25 minutes apiece, so standard anime length. And then for our third segment, uh, because I have never watched it, and uh, even though I know you've already watched it before, uh, we are going. Uh, I suggest to us uh, Lupin the Third. The Castle of Cast Cagliostro. Cagliostro. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can watch that again. All right, cool. Uh, so that's that is our final thing of Anime April, uh, and I hope you all enjoyed this stupid fucking joke we have. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, it's been fun. I, you know what? It's it's kind of been glad a joke. That you indulged me, so I mean, fuck it. 
uh, I, I like anime. Uh, I, I think at one point I, I've described you and I as closet weebs, but uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all that stuff out of the way, you can find our podcast uh, where you're listening to it now. Also at NetflixandSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Like our Patreon link, our merch page, uh, where you can find our podcast if you hate where you're listening to it right now. If you're just begrudgingly listening to it on, like, say, I don't know, Apple Podcasts, uh, go to our webpage uh, and find other places to possibly listen to it that are potentially better. I had thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. Uh, which is how uh, people who worked on the shows that we talked about will feel when they see how little we actually talked about it to review it. (laughs) Uh, And until next week, this is Caleb Singh. We'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.